Hello, everyone. In this episode, we are going to be discussing the naval tactic of the weather gauge and why it was important in naval warfare. First of all, what was the weather gauge? The weather gauge specifically refers to how two ships are positioned relative to each other in relation to the direction of the wind. The biggest application of this tactic came during the Age of Sail when battles were often decided by how well vessels could use the wind to the best of their advantage. To have or to hold the weather gauge is to be positioned to the windward side of another vessel. As with any naval tactic, there are advantages and disadvantages to holding the weather gauge. The biggest advantage for a vessel on the windward side is that it can often dictate an engagement as well as the time and place of attack. A ship holding the weather gauge can easily move downwind towards the enemy at its own pace, thus controlling its range and position to the enemy. Since the vessels may be heeling over due to the wind, this position was also advantageous for allowing the guns to fire into the enemy's exposed hull, which was a favored target by the British. The direction of the wind also means that any smoke from the guns of the windward ship is blown away from them and towards the enemy, limiting their visibility. It's also easier for ships to windward to see signal flags hoisted by the flagship or repeated by frigates in a battle line since the smoke from the guns is blowing away from them. The windward position also gives the fleet a further advantage of making it easier for the van or the rear to double the enemy line. Fire ships, when they were used, could also be employed by the windward side. For the vessel on the leeward side, their main advantage is that the wind allows them to easily withdraw from the fight. Since moving downwind is far easier than moving upwind, the ships on the leeward side of the battle can simply turn and sail away from their aggressor. The healing of the leeward ship also makes it easier for them to fire more of their guns into the rigging and sails of the windward ship. The idea was to destroy the windward ship's method of propulsion. Any damaged or disabled ships may slowly drift from the windward to the leeward side, thus allowing them to be captured. However, a damaged or disabled ship on the leeward side of the engagement could also easily bear away from the fighting. While the windward force could technically control the engagement, the leeward force could be at an advantage to force the engagement if the windward side does not want to fight. Regarding disadvantages, a potential disadvantage of holding the weather gauge is that it commits a vessel to combat and they have poor options to disengage from battle should they need to. The windward vessel could also find itself in a position where fewer of its guns are available for use on the engaged side if the seas flow into the lower gun ports due to the vessel heeling over too far. For the ship on the leeward side of the fight, the obvious disadvantage is that they can't dictate the pace or range of the battle. They also risk being raked across the stern if they disengage and turn away from a fight. Historically, the British Navy favored attacking from the weather gauge. They would approach their opponents and aggressively bear down on them. That being said, having the weather gauge does not always ensure victory. Richard O'Neill writes that during the Battle of Cape St. Vincent on 14 February 1797, the Spanish held the weather gauge and the British fought defensively from the leeward side. On the morning of the 14th, the British frigates had sighted the Spanish in two main groups to windward, whereas the British under Admiral Sir John Jervis were quick to form a battle line, the two groups of Spanish ships under Admiral Juan de Cordova struggled to get into position 
when he ordered them to form a battle line. Though the Spanish held the weather gauge, the difficulty that they had in forming a battle line saw them break into three groups. Admiral Jervis led his battle line around to attack the largest group of Spanish ships that were approaching the rear of the British line and could have potentially crossed them at the stern before fleeing for Cadiz. However, Commodore Horatio Nelson aboard the Captain and the third from the rear of the British line saw what the Spanish were trying to do and broke formation to engage the Spanish flagship Santisma Trinidad. The ships behind Nelson saw what he was doing and turned to follow him. Ultimately, Nelson successfully captured the San Nicolas and San Joseph in what became known as, quote, Nelson's patent bridge for boarding enemy vessels. While the Santissima Trinidad briefly struck her colors to surrender, she ultimately escaped after further Spanish assistance arrived. The remaining Spanish fleet, badly damaged, fled to the port of Cadiz where they were eventually blockaded in by the British. While the Spanish began the battle with more powerful ships and the advantage of holding the weather gauge, they were defeated by the better-trained Royal Navy. The British made good use of intelligence, used frigates as scouts, and established supremacy over the Spanish by allowing aggressive action by individual captains once the melee began. Thus, despite being windward at the start and possessing a numerical advantage in both ships and firepower over the British, the Spanish fleet were hampered by inexperienced crews, poor training, and poor morale. The British compensated for their initial disadvantage in position by having far more aggressive leadership, cohesive doctrine, and motivated crews. Of course, there are certainly many examples of naval battles where the weather gauge was a significant factor in the victory. The above is merely one example where it was not. It's important to remember that good leadership, thorough training, clear communication, reliable intelligence, and flexible battle plans that allowed captains to take the initiative were far more conducive to achieving victory than any singular tactic. Regarding modern times, the use of the weather gauge obviously isn't a factor in naval battles anymore. However, wind direction still does factor into naval operations, particularly when it comes to aviation. Specifically, aircraft carriers need to turn into the wind and increase speed to increase the apparent wind over the deck when they are launching and recovering aircraft. This, of course, could potentially put them in a position where they are vulnerable to attack. So, that ties up our quick examination of the weather gauge, what it was, why it did, or sometimes did not make a difference. <laughs>